Thank you for joining Immigrants Making an Impact. This is a community of immigrants that come together to network, to learn and support each other. And today we are glad to have Heidi De La Cruz with us to have a conversation. We are excited. Heidi, please introduce yourself to us. Hi, yes, I am Heidi De La Cruz. I am so excited to be here today. Um, I am a podcaster. I am a writer. I am a podcast coach, a wife. And I have two beautiful children. Wonderful. I know that you are a first generation immigrant. So you are a child of immigrants. Where yes. do your, your parents come from? My parents came from the Dominican Republic in the 90s. And they actually came because my mom was pregnant with me. Do you know why did they choose to come to the United States? Honestly, I don't know. I just know the main reason was because my mom was pregnant. Um, I believe when they came my mom had citizenship already she was able to come so then i was born here because you know the born citizenship um right away you get that so she came first uh had me here and then she was in new york for i think it was like the first three months with um her cousin and then my dad came after uh three months after i was born and so they lived in new york for a few months and then my dad actually got he was in a bodega um, that was being robbed. So he was tells us a story of like, you know, he was put in a freezer and it was very traumatic. And he was like, okay, I got to get out of New York. So he ended up, they ended up leaving New York. They actually went to Michigan. He had a friend that lived in Michigan and they told like that friend told my dad, like, you know, there's a lot of jobs here. There's a lot of opportunities. So come over here and so that's what they did. So they moved to Michigan. So I was actually raised in Michigan. I lived there until I was about 21. So after 21, I moved to Florida. And that's where my uh, family is now. We are all here in Florida. So we slowly, you know, went from the Dominican Republic, they went to Michigan, and then from Michigan, now we're all in Florida. Wonderful. That has been quite a journey. Yeah, <laughs> it has. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. So growing up as um, a child of immigrants, what were some of the challenges? Uh, talk about cultural stereotypes, finding your own identity. Take us through that. Yeah, so growing up Dominican in Grand Rapids, Michigan, um, back when I grew up, it was like there wasn't that many Dominicans. So whenever people would hear me speak Spanish, they automatically assumed that I was Mexican. There, there, there is a large Mexican population in, in Grand Rapids. And so it was just like educating a lot, uh, people all the time. Like, no, I'm not Mexican. I'm Dominican, like showing them where they were, where it was and things like that. And just, you know, that cultural tug that we as children of immigrants have, it's like, okay, we live in America, in the United States, there's the American culture, there's the norms of like that people do here, but then it's not the same for our culture. So for example, sleeping over at people's houses, I was not allowed. My dad was like, we don't do that. That's I've never heard of that. No, like you will sleep in your in your house so much so that I was in student council in high school and in the beginning of the school year or actually right before the school year. The student council advisor, the teacher, she would have a like a little retreat at her house and she would have the student, the student council people, um, representatives and stuff. We would they would go to her house 
for like a two-day event so we could plan all the activities for student council throughout the whole year. So we would have planned the whole year in two in two days. So like uh, spirit days, any activities, fundraisers that we were going to have. And it was a sleepover. And my dad was like, no, you are, you're going to go. Um, and then I will pick you up at like 10 or 11 or something like that. Like he was like, I can make it as late as possible, but you will sleep in your house. And then I will take you back early in the morning. And that's exactly what he did. Like he would not let me stay the night. And I, I was literally the only one that was not able to stay. So there's that. And then, you know, just like, again, the American culture, and then you come home and it's like, you know, we speak Spanish, we um, eat different foods and things like that. And, you know, our food is very flavorful. Like we use a lot of spices and, and things like that. And like the smell is strong. So I always remember like in the wintertime, especially um, up in Michigan, like we would go to my grandma's house almost every day. And, you know, she was always cooking and things like that. So like my coat and my backpack always smelled like food. Hmm. So like I had that in in like my closet, like not my closet, my locker at school was just always smelling like food. And it was like, ah, like this is not like, you know, like I felt like I was the only one like that that would happen to it. And it was something that I would be embarrassed about. But so, yeah, so different, different things like that. And, you know, um, there was just a lot of things that like I would have to explain to my dad of like, oh, what this is, what this like, you know, why certain activities were done at school and, and things because it was, you know, my parents didn't go to high school here. They went to high school in the Dominican Republic. So there's a lot of extracurricular activities that, you know, they do here in the United States that it's not common in, in the Dominican Republic. So it was just like a whole adjustment um, for all of us and like explaining. But one thing I will say is like, I really appreciate that my parents, I was very big into sports. So like I played volleyball, basketball, I ran track and then I did softball too. And one thing I do appreciate about my parents was like, they were at every game, mm -hmm. every home game, every away game, no matter what sport I was doing, they were there. And that is like a memory and something that I really, really cherish and hope to do with my kids if they do decide to do extracurricular activities at school. Wonderful. And bless your parents. I mean, parents model uh, the lives that we, we lead because what they do, we tend to learn better from them. And also the challenges that you face for for example, trying to explain to your parents the different activities in school, did it, did it have any negative impact on your identity and trying to find yourself and finding your feet in America? Oh, for sure. It just felt like, why do I have to explain this? Like, they should just get it. Mm -hmm. But it's like me as a child thinking that. Right. But now as an adult, I look back and realize why they didn't get it or why I had to explain. So I just felt like it was you know, an additional burden that I had to go through that my friends didn't have to go through um, and things like that. So definitely trying to find my identity with like, there were certain things, again, like with my friends, like there were certain things that I wasn't allowed to do, or there were certain things that like I did and they didn't do. And it was just like, you know, sometimes I felt too American for my parents, but then too Dominican for my friends. So it was like, okay, where do I fit in? Like I'm in this in between and it's like, I, what do like, where do I fit in pretty mm -hmm. much? Right. I was always, always, 
always proud of being Dominican, always. And again, since there wasn't that huge of a Dominican uh, population back when I was growing up, like any chance that we got to say where we were from or rep where we were from, like I was repping Dominican Republic. So for example, there is like Independence Day in the Dominican Republic is in February, February um, 27th. And whenever that rolled around and it was during the, the week, Oh, I was, you know, I had my flag on. I was like, oh, it's Dominican Independence Day, you know, like always representing. And they also do a Hispanic festival um, once a year in Grand Rapids. And so we would go down, go down there, you know, representing with our flag and just being very, very proud of our culture. So I never shied away from from saying I was Dominican. I never like not wanted to speak Spanish or anything like that. I was always very proud, but it was just that, that cultural tug, like, okay, sometimes I'm like, man, I do this because this is from our culture. This is our custom. But then, you know, just like I said, like just, yeah, just being in between two, two American for my, my parents and then two Dominican for my friends. It was just, it was just that back and forth growing up. Hmm. Thank you for sharing that. And I, as an immigrant parent myself, I know that as immigrant parents, we do our best to support our children. If you could give an advice to immigrant parents to help their kids as they are growing up in a new country, what would you say? I would just say to listen to mm-hmm. your kids and try to really understand why, you know, certain things or what is it that they want to do and, and things like that. because. I felt like I really wasn't listened to. And that was like one of our, mine and my dad's biggest um, fights was just always like, I would ask him if I could do things and he would just say no. Mm -hmm. But there wasn't really a reason why he would say no, or he wouldn't give me a reason. He would just say no. And it just felt like he would say no because he could. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if it was just like an internal fear as being an immigrant parent, I don't know if it was just like him trying to protect me. I, You know, like, I don't know. I mean, I'm a parent now, so I can only just imagine or assume. But I would just say, give that advice. It's like, try to listen to your children and try to understand because we are in a unique experience, right? We are in a unique, um, I want to say bubble, but that's probably not even the right word to say because it's like, you know, your parents are from a different country, they have different customs. And then you guys are raising children in a different country with a different customs. And we're, we're trying to adapt to both, right? Like the parents are trying to adapt to both, like keep some of our traditions from our cultures, but then also pick up some American ones, because like we're here, you know, so for example, we, we didn't celebrate Thanksgiving in the Dominican Republic. Like that was something that we had to adapt because we were living here and things like that. So my, yeah, my best advice would just be to listen to your kids, try to understand them and, and, and talk to them, like explain certain things to them so they can understand you as a parent as well. It's just having that line of communication um, with parents and, and kids immigrant parents this is for us we need to listen more and also give reasons why we say no to our kids as a first generation immigrant did you feel the pressure to perform and be the best in everything that you do so actually no i i did not i know that this is common for a lot of um, immigrants and, and children of immigrants 
Um, but I didn't, honestly, my parents did not put that pressure on me to, um, perform or be perfect or anything like that. I kind of wish I had a little bit more of, um, a push for school. Cause mm -hmm. I feel like I did good in elementary and middle school, but then once I got to high school, like I didn't really care anymore. And I never saw myself going to college. Um, my dad and my mom, they never went to college. My stepmom did. She she has her bachelor's degree. But I just never saw myself going to college. I never saw myself like really being worthy of college if in anything like that. So I kind of wish I did have a little bit of more push educational wise in high school. But I ended up getting a master's degree regardless. Um, it just took me a while to get there because it took me a while to figure out what exactly I wanted to do. But no, I did not have that pressure or expectations to be super good or, or perfect or anything like that. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that. So um, could you share with us some tips on how to become a master of your circumstances? So as an immigrant child. So I would say to just use your talents and your gift, right? We all have talents. We all have gifts. We all have a unique perspective and and things like that. So I would say to use that, use that to your advantage and, and share that. So just think about like, it, regardless of whether you're, where you're from, just think about the special, the, the talents and the gifts that you are born with, because that you have that as yourself, that no one can take away from you, right? Regardless of where you are at and regardless of where you're born. So I would just say, use your talents and your gifts to help people to, um, you know, be kind and to, you know, better yourself. So I would definitely say to use that and wherever you're at, whether you have your own business, whether you're in a career space and things like that. And if you find that people are trying to hold you back um, from using your gifts, there's plenty of other spaces that people will gladly be able to use your gifts um, and be happy to do so. So I feel like you don't have to stay where you're at if you're not appreciated. Um, you know, there's plenty of opportunities and plenty of other spaces where you will be celebrated and your gifts will be celebrated and your talents. Of course, use your talents and your gifts. Thank you. Could you share with us how you are making an impact in your community? I know you are a podcaster, a passionate podcaster. You are a podcast coach a writer you love to talk about poetry blogging ministry parenting yeah. please take us away yes yeah, so the way that i am making an impact in my community is i started the podcast the american dream in the eyes of immigrants where you can listen to that on spotify or watch on youtube and what it's about is just about immigrants sharing their story of coming to the united states like sharing their journey um, what brought them here, what expectations they had before they got here, what was the reality, how they adapted to living here, cultural shocks that they experienced, and what they're doing now. And the majority of my my guests have all, all have their own businesses, which is amazing. And so I give them the opportunity to talk about like how they got into this business and what they do, how do who do they serve and how and things like that. So I um I started this podcast with the mission to change the narrative of immigration to a more compassionate 
an empathetic approach, I say like a Jesus approach, and also to educate, right, to just provide the education of like, what exactly happens once immigrants get here, because I feel like that's not really talked about a lot, and to share the good, the bad, and the ugly, because some people have really good experiences once they come to the United States, and some people have not so good experiences, so I want to shed light to all of it, to the good and the bad, Um And then I also just want to also provide a safe space for immigrants to share their story. I feel like, you know, immigrants and children of immigrants, like I said before, we have such a unique perspective and we live this unique life here in the United States that I feel like it's worthy of being told. Like everyone's story is worthy of being told and and we can learn from each other, right? And so that's how I am um, helping my community. I'm also helping by being a podcast coach in this, uh, in the sense of anyone who wants to launch a podcast and they've, they tried to do it on their own, or they did some research and feeling overwhelmed. Like I really break it down um, step by steps within a six weeks program. So by the end of the six weeks, they will have their podcast launch ready to go and feeling confident in themselves to be able to run the show themselves. Um, And I started this because as I've been a podcaster for almost two years now, I've been seeing that a lot of people put off starting their podcast for years because they're not sure of where to start or they overcomplicate things just like humans do with anything that they want to start, right? They overcomplicate it. So I just want to be that guide um, that and that coach to be there step-by-step with them and cheer them on, encourage them, answer questions, and just be there through the whole process and just watch you know the process come to life, right? At the end of the day, the end goal is to have the show launch, and I just want to be there every step of the way and then see the final product. So that is how I am making an impact in my community right now. That is so, so good. Thank you for the impactful work. I believe that you are touching lives, you are making a difference, and you are appreciated. Thank you so much. So it's time to invite our community to support you. Are there any projects that you are embarking on? Is there anything you are doing this season that you want us to come out there and support you? Yeah, so I just launched the YouTube for my podcast. So I did audio only for a year and a half, and I just launched my YouTube in September. So I would love if anyone is interested in listening to the podcast, if they could just subscribe to the YouTube channel. Again, it is the American dream in the eyes of immigrants, and it's with me, Heidi de la Cruz. So if they could just subscribe to the YouTube, that would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Of course, we will do that. And of course, your coaching program, how can we join? Yes. Yeah, so my coaching program, um, you can sign up on my website or find more information if you're interested on my website, HeidiDelaCruz.com. Um, there I explain the whole uh, course. Um, I explain what we go through week by week. And if you have any questions, there is a contact form that you can fill out and it will go straight to my email and I can respond. Or we can set up a uh, 30-minute free call and I can you know, answer any questions, um, really see if this is a good fit for you um, and how I can help you with launching your podcast. Again, the form to sign up and also my calendar to schedule a call is on my website, HeidiDelaCruz.com. Wonderful. Thank you so much. So finally, Heidi, please complete this sentence for us. Immigrants are brave. 
Yay. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> our community and getting on the podcast to share your first generation immigrant journey with us. We are grateful you came. Thank you so much for having me. I greatly appreciate it.